simple as one plus one equals two. Jesus said, if you abide in me, I abide in you. No vacancies. Clear my heart, wash my mind, put faith in it. The whole word is his promise, there's no faking it. Natural food in my belly, it ain't making it. He is the bread of life, ain't no baking it. Every bar of wisdom will push you. No more glaring from a dark place, wishing that you would would Yo, what's good, everybody? Super duper excited. I always start like that. Super excited, though, for real about this uh, podcast, this episode about directions. Now, we all know that when it comes to directions, it can be challenging because sometimes directions can either be clear, crystal clear, or they could either be just a little foggy. But depending on the scenario and who's you know, giving you direction or where your direction is coming from, um, that's going to determine, of course, where you go. But I'm coming on here today with a special guest, Tavon. He's super, man, this this, this guy is very special. He's definitely um, one of, uh, I would say, a pillar in our generation. His mind is amazing. Even have a nice little following on Instagram and social media. So I want to introduce him today. I'm going to ask him a few different questions, um, and then we're going to just have a nice little conversation. So, man, introduce yourself. Do your Instagram tagline, Facebook. What's up, man? My name is Tavon Bowman. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, 21 years old. Uh, I attend the University of Akron. I'm a senior studying in criminology, taking all the pre-law classes. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at TayUpNext. That's two E's. So it's T-A-E-E, then up next. You can add me on Twitter, same thing, Tay up next with an underscore at the end. And then you can actually add me on uh, Clubhouse since I'm trying to get that going too, Tavon Bowman. Tavon Bowman, I like it. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. So we're about to start our questions now. So the first question is, you ready for it? Yeah. All right, bet. All right, so the first question is, what do you think? of when you hear the word direction because the whole podcast today is about direction so what do you think of when you hear direction uh when i hear direction i think of going a certain way i think it's about following a certain path uh set it's about setting goals and it's about going towards those goals actually committing to those goals and actually achieving those goals so when i think about direction i think about first setting that goal and i think about getting the instruction on how to get to that goal and then i think about actually completing that goal so have you heard of um smarter more smart goals or smarter goals before yeah some okay cool now when it comes to like direction and even discipline because Uh when you're given direction you know you need that discipline to even follow the instructions or direction right how are you even with discipline i know we ain't talk about this yet but like how are you with discipline like how Uh do you do that I no lie, sometimes it get hard. It get it gets hard a lot to actually be disciplined because we want as a young person we want to do so much young things, but we know that this certain goal is going to get me somewhere. But we our our mind rolls and our mind goes different places and stuff. So when it comes to discipline, it's just all about sacrificing yourself, sacrificing yourself for the main goal. And uh, I to be honest, I I'm going to be honest. Over the last year or so, I haven't been disciplined. You know, I've forgotten about what what was the purpose of me being in college. What was the purpose of me being here? You know, when I when I stepped onto the sea, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do this for my friends. I'm going to do this for the next generation because I want somebody from my community, from my skin complexion, somebody that's dealing with depression or some something, to know that they can make it. So when it, but over the last year or so, when it came to that discipline, I fell off. You know, I started exploring the world too much, and I just 
fell off and, and got into other stuff and I forgot that discipline. I forgot what I was here for. So um, when it came to getting back on track, how did you like get back on track though? Because you talked about like losing yourself or losing your focus and even getting into things that you weren't supposed to get into. Um, for the person who um, is kind of like struggling with that same thing, for one, I want to ask a question is, well, I asked already a couple questions. But I got a couple questions, man, because they're like, whoa, that's a spiral. So losing your focus, like what opened the door for you to lose your focus, though? You know what I'm saying? Because you already had a clear, crisp mindset on what you was going to do, how you was going to do it, and where you was going to do with that because you was in college. But what, what opened the door for you to lose your focus? All right, uh, it's gonna everything about the start sound like cliche, but it was really sin. You know, it was really on a spiritual level. The Bible tells us that we fight against not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual powers of the heavenly places. So it was really sin. Sin got a hold of me, and uh, I don't really want to reveal this, but I, I've been writing a book. You know, and I'm really stuck on that one part. Sin got a hold of me. You know, and when I allow that darkness in, it 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 actually uh, stepped in between me and the light. And I know that Jesus is light and he's greater than that, but Jesus will, uh, he will never, how do I, how do I say this? Jesus, he, 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 he allows us to, uh, make choices, you know? So when I made that choice to step into the darkness, he was there with me, but he allowed me to go through that dark path. So when it came to me getting off of focus, I allowed sin in. And going back to your other question where, how did I refocus myself? I went back to what I knew. And what I know is God. And the Bible tells us, seek first his kingdom, he will direct our path. So I just went back to God. And I just realized that, all right, I got to go back to son. I know I know you, God. I know you lead the way. I know you have plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans to give me hope in the future. So I'm going to go back to you. And I went back to him as humble as I could. God, I made mistakes. God, I done wrong. You know, like the prodigal son, actually. I, I, I don't deserve your grace. You know, I don't deserve your love. But God, I need you. Because I cannot fight this battle by myself. And it was a good thing that I got off of focus. Because I think before that, I was trying to be too perfect, you know. And God had to show me, like, wait a minute. You're not as perfect as you think, you know. You got some things that, that need to, you know, happen and stuff. It's it, just like Peter. When Peter was like, Jesus, I'm not going to deny you. Jesus said, okay, you think that. But I need you to let this out before I build my church upon you. So that had to happen for me, you know, being in that dark room and just sitting there had to happen for me. I think God had allowed sin to take a hold of me, even though uh, Christians wouldn't like hearing that. But God allowed me to sin because it made me realize that I need him the most. That's deep. Actually, that made me like think about a couple different things. We have so many similarities. It's so funny. So I'm actually writing a book right now. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Look, it's good, man. God is covering you, man. Seriously. Um, but I'm writing a book right now as well. And I'm like stuck at a specific chapter. But it was at the chapter that I needed to bleed from. You know what I mean? Like it when when we're going through specific situations and, and, and especially when it comes to trauma, man, I don't care who you are when it comes to sin, sin allows trauma to happen. You know what I mean? When we not when we're not focused on the Lord, when we're not focused on the, the clear direction that He's given us, sin comes in and it produces some type of trauma, right? And if we're not getting over that trauma, we will stand still or be con I wouldn't I don't want to say content, but stagnant and settle where we are but i'm man is i'm grateful that you're able to even stand here today or sit here today and testify that like 
man, look, I didn't, I didn't made some mistakes. I didn't, I didn't got thrown off of my track. But at the end of the day, God came for me. Like how, um, and the Bible talks about like even when I make my bed in hell, He's there. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna try to um, go any other place. He's not gonna try to lead me to go to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like as, as God being omnipotent, that's just Him. He's omnipresent. Like He's just sovereign. That's just who He is to the point where He can actually be with us everywhere you know what i mean even them like yo I'm, I'm doing something i ain't supposed to do like i'm at the club and i used to man i used to go to the like <laughs> it's so embarrassing but uh, i used to go to the club man or like a hookah bar or just whatever bar or whatever and knowing i'm working knowing that i'm going to church you know in ministry people would get me going out like you know old people you know what i'm saying and each time either somebody would get really jealous like they don't even know and i like I, i'm a like a fighter or whatever it don't look like it but Somebody would be real jealous and they'll be like, you know, look at me crazy. And I'm like, all right, it's time to go. You know what I'm saying? Or they'll say something or somebody will come to me. And a couple of times they say this verbatim. You're not supposed to be here. Man. I'm like, yo. <laughs> yeah, I, I deal with that before. And the funny thing when you, you mentioned that going to the club um, and Jesus being there with us in our sins. I can think of times where like I was at a party and I just were like, all right, I think it's time to go. And they kept pulling on me like y'all. It's time to go, and then I leave, and then I see on social media, son, party got shot up, shot up, and I'd be like, dang, and I just left that party, and I'd be like, that's nothing but the Holy Spirit, and I, I definitely feel that conviction that somebody looking at me like, ain't you like, ain't don't you go to church? Ain't you a church boy? And I'd be like, I just be like, bro, don't start with me because like I'm just here to have a good time as you, but that all that needed to happen, like I needed that judgment. From people that's not saved, we people that that saves we hate to hear judgment from people that's not saved. True. But I needed that type of judgment so it can make me look in the mirror and be like, they was actually right. Like even my cousin, uh, we was uh, <laughs> where was we? Miami, and uh, we was talking about something, and I said son a son about uh she got the cheeks or something. And then he's like, he's like, pastor shouldn't say that and stuff. So I'm like, I'm like, so we got into this whole debate. I'm like, bro, what are you even talking about? Like, that makes absolutely no sense. Like, that, that, like, why can't I say that somebody has the cheeks? I'm admiring her body. He's like, no, that just doesn't sound right. I can see if you said she has a nice body figure, but you shouldn't say she got the cheeks. So when he said that to me after the argument, I thought, like, I'm thinking about it in the car as we ride. And then the next day we were somewhere and I was about to be like, yo, she got the, and then I thought about it, I'm like, I see what he mean. Like, it, it just didn't sound right. So, we need those types of judgment to help us better ourselves, too. You know, it's too, it's interesting when you said that. Um, and, man, thank you for your transparency. I would just say that a lot of people don't even have that. You know what I mean? A lot of people are not bold enough or courageous enough to even be transparent to say, like, yo, this is in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Be like, you know, certain, because certain people, like, <laughs> I don't know, just like hiding certain things, like, you know, like, to, to say, what's, say what's wrong. It's okay. But um, it, it reminded me, too, of uh, 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 toxic masculinity. Even even when we think about doing, because we're so, like, well, I was raised like that. Like you said, like, you just be complimenting. My dad was like that, God rest his soul, but he was like that, too. I learned that from my uncles, my brother, you know what I mean? That same thing. But even we talking about direction, this is still in the same direction. I mean, spiraling a little bit, yeah. but it's direction. But um, it reminded me, the Lord reminded me of toss Toxic masculinity, yeah, toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity, whatever. But nevertheless, how we like are so used to um, doing 
or saying specific things because that's what we were bred around. But the whole mindset of Christ, like if you are um, abiding in him and he abiding in you, your whole mind frame begins to be new. Like I remember when I was going through specific things and even um, just being a little hot as a, as a, you know, young kid and even hot as an older and adult, like I wasn't really stabilized because I was going from one person to the next person. And, um, I was used to that, you know, bodies was a thing, you know what I'm saying? But that wasn't the direction that God wanted me to go through. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to be, he called you to purity. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's looking at, looking at what you're, well, listening to what you're saying and just looking at you and looking at the purity in your heart it shows that you've been set apart for quite some time. So even with direction, I know this is not one of our questions, but even in that being sanctified or being set apart for quite some time, how does it feel to be the light that people didn't have in their life? Because I know that even just by looking at you, I could tell that you are a good, you are just a, a, a good person, right? You are a person that looks at people and find the need in them and try to fulfill that need based off of what God allows you to do, right? Um, so in those case scenarios, how how do you feel being set apart when you're the only person, I wouldn't say only person, but some seasons when you're the only person pouring into people around you who are coming from a place of dark, darkness or toxic, tix, toxic, toxicity? Uh, it's, it's tough. And it's two parts to that question. One side of me feels good and the other side of me feels uh you know trained out and like just drained out basically <clears throat> i want to touch on a part that feels good it feels good because i know that i'm helping somebody i know that i'm helping somebody better themselves i know that that person is taking in what i'm saying and they're really thinking about it i think about my bible studies that i do and sometimes i don't get the views that i'd be wanting and I just like, dang, man, I should stop doing this. But then somebody would DM me like, bro, I thank you for what you're doing because it's helping me grow. It's helping me be a better person. Don't stop what you're doing. So I think about that. And I think about this person is actually listening to what I'm saying. But the negative part about it is I don't necessarily have those people pouring into me the same way I'm pouring into them. And then the things that I give to people, it's sometimes hard for me to, to uh, take hold of myself. Like I can sit up here. And I can encourage you when you're down, when you're mentally down, I can tell you it's going to be all right. But when it comes to me, sometimes I just don't even want to hear that voice that it's going to be all right because I'm looking at this uh, this situation so frustrated, so irritated, so like I just want to give up that I'm not even listening to myself or God encouraging me, telling me it's, it's, uh, everything's all right. And it just takes me back to what my pastor said. Some of us, we have a hard time. I mean, some of us, we be, we're believing in God. Like we still believe in God and we believe that God can do it for somebody else. But when it comes to us, we're down ourselves we're not necessarily down god but we're down ourselves so on a positive note is it's good because i'm using my gift the way that i should be because we, we're made to use our gifts to honor and serve others that's what jesus said he did not come to this world to be served but to serve but on the on the next part i feel like jesus in the garden of gethsemane you can't stay at one hour and pray for me or i just feel like i'm weak i feel like i'm not grabbing hold of what i should grab hold to but i think so far we we touched on a lot with direction you know we we I think a couple of steps that that came to me about direction is that we we found out that with direction, it's going to come those moments where you want to give up, and when it comes to those moments when you want to throw in the towel, and with direction, there's going to be judgment that's going to come and that's going to help us know which way to go and know which way to turn. But yeah, it's a positive side to it and it's also a negative side to it, and that's what what comes with direction. 
there's going to be some positives that we're going to get out of this direction and then there's going to be some negatives that we don't necessarily want but we actually need you know that's some good stuff bro <laughs> that's some really good stuff man um and i was too gonna also encourage you on that um the bible study just saying how much you're doing and how much you're influence people because they don't even know that something like that is not only is it uh, a necessity but it's rare you know what i'm saying because it's rare for people to um be able to translate what god is saying to our context now you know what i'm saying it's especially you know who we are as young people millennials gen z like it's hard for us to understand the word of god when it when someone's not there to kind of like translate you know what i mean kind of like a moses and aaron type of thing with the people the children of israel it's like what is he gonna say you know what i'm saying or um, am i gonna understand what he's saying you know i'll i'll talk about a lot like i didn't i, I didn't grow up in church right i got saved at 16 but i didn't grow up in church i got saved because my dad had overdosed and died but he got saved before, you know what I'm saying, at the time when, you know, before he died. So he was like, kind of like going back and forth or what have you. But he was in his Bible. Like, I didn't even got it downstairs. I'll show, you, show it to you. But nevertheless, um, he was just doing things in and out. But at the same time, um, I watched him. You know what I mean? I didn't, there was a, a point in time that me and my dad didn't talk for like two years. It was just a lot going on. I was in a, the state of depression. Um, I really wasn't really paying attention to my mom, wasn't paying attention to my dad. I was just in a dark place, but I still watched from a distance. Like, I knew, even though I didn't talk to him for a couple of years, I knew he was reading. I knew he was studying. That's just, I knew those things because I just knew. And um, going there, it's like, I was 15 when he died and then went to the church that, you know, he was going to at the time. And then I got saved. And then the Lord was showing me through my depression, like you said, that's still a sin. You know what I mean? Like, even though you won't think about it, you still have to repent for being depressed because that was your mind frame. You took that on. But that's a different story. Um, but I was in a strong depression. I was sleep all the time. I was running track. I was in high school, but I was like, sleep all the time. Didn't want to be bothered with nobody in my room, closed off. Nobody's knowing these things because they just thinking like, all right, he's still doing this or he's doing that. But I was like, in my mind, dead for real. And it, if it weren't for my my dad being saved that prior year, I wouldn't have gotten. I wouldn't have accepted Christ. Now, have I always spoke to Christ? Man, what God would talk to me ever ever since I was a little kid, and I talk back. You know what I mean? I would pray just like how He told me to pray. But that I, me and God has always have always had that conversation. But if it wasn't for my father being where he was, I wouldn't be where I am. You know what I mean? So that's just really interesting. And going to the next question is like. Um, how do you know that where you are now is where you're supposed to be? All right. I'm not kind of like going off script, but how do you know now where you are, where you are now is where you're supposed to be? Because if you have heard the clear direction and you followed the, the, the goals and you've been disciplined, do you believe that you're in the right place right where you are now? Repeat that one more time. I think, I think not just for me. But I think they just need to hear that question one time. Oh, bad, bad, bad. All right. So the question is, from understanding direction, discipline, and even the instructions, how do you know that you're supposed to be where you are right now? Another cliche moment. <laughs> it's just about to sound so cliche, but you don't actually know. 
you don't actually know. You have to have that faith in the middle. And I just feel I just feel God on this because I've literally just been in a just this song just keep I'm back in my hand. You always provide, and I just been literally that one phrase, faith in the middle. You don't actually know because I came I came to Akron University. I was like, all right, I'm supposed to be here, and then I came to a place where like. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I don't like what's my, what am I getting out here? What's the purpose? And it's often in the times when when we don't understand why we're supposed to be here, God will show us why we're supposed to be here. You know, and I think for me it was to get away from you know Cleveland. It was to get away from the things that I was used to. It was to spend that time alone with God. You know, and it was to go through the trials and tribulations. I needed this to produce a a greater character in me. But most of the times, you don't know if this is the place that you are supposed to be in. But you got to have that faith in the middle. When I think about having faith in the middle, I think about Joseph. Or I think about Abraham. And Abraham, he came to a place where, just like you mentioned, he was obedient to God. He moved when God said moved. He went where God said go. And he came to a place where he said, God, I have literally done everything that you asked of me. And I just asked of this one thing. For me to have a child And I'm going to die Without having a heir And I'm going to have to have somebody Who's not my child be my heir And he says God that's all I wanted And God says okay I'm glad you prayed to me I'm glad you I'm glad you said what was on your heart Now I want you to go outside And I want you to number every star that you can And every star that you're able to number Will be your descendant And thinking about that you look up at the stars on the on a let's say a summer night because that's when it's very clear and stuff and you see more stars. What if Abraham looked up and he saw so many stars that he couldn't number? That had to produce his faith. And I think that when we don't know what's going on in direct and why we're here, it's at that point where we know we need to be at that place. Because it's at that point when we don't know what's going on or we don't know why we're here. We feel God the most, and that's when we have to lean on Him the most. I'm not saying don't lean on God when you when you know what's going on, but I'm saying when you don't know what's going on, at that point you are going to see God character more. He says, "My grace is sufficient for you in your weakness," because it's in our weakness that we understand Him more. It's not when 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 the light is shining, but it's in the middle of the darkness where we understand Him more. So when we when I don't understand why I'm here, I'm I'm seeing God more. My last, my last, <laughs> my last podcast, I started speaking in tongues. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't even gonna tell you. I was about to start quickening a lot of the whole myself. <laughs> That is so true, man. Only if you understand the seasons that I literally have been in these past few weeks, man. Since November, my life has changed. And when you said, like, you don't know until he tell you. If you read Romans 8, it talks about how how can you have hope in something that you see? You see it, but you have to have hope in something that you don't see, like, because it produces patience. So it's just like, yo, man, that is very true, man, to, to, to have God to even if you think about Gideon, how God gave him confirmation after confirmation that that was the word of the Lord. You know what I mean? So this is like when you said to have that confirmation, that confirmation from him, that that's the only reason why, you know, oh, yeah, it is. going back to Gideon, it's OK to ask God for direction. I mean, for uh, a sign more than once, like. 
they tell us not to question God. It's not you questioning God. It's just you wanting to know. God is just actually it, and it doesn't mean that you're doubting. You just want to have that 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 that. You just like you just want to know for some reason. And I'm a person. I just gotta know stuff. You know, I just gotta know. And God will show me a sign. I'll be like, okay, I got it. And then later, I'll be like, wait, God, show me one more time because I need to know. And I'm really, I'm really in that season right now where it's like, uh, I know I'm supposed to be waiting on a certain a certain situation, but it's like God, I'm drained out. But I just ask for a sign. You know, I'm still waiting on that sign. But it's okay to ask for that sign. And when we come to that place where we are, we got the direction, right? We, we touched on what direction is. We got the direction. We're walking down that path now. And we come to that place where it's dark, you know. And now we know that we need to have faith in the middle when we have in that direction. When we come to that place where, where, where like, we're stagnant and it's just it's so much to bury and we just need a sign again, I encourage you to know that you can ask God for another sign. You can ask God. Is this actually for me? You know, am I actually supposed to be doing this? Did you actually call me to that? I came to that place. I literally had somebody prophesied over my life. I had God speak to somebody, n- numerous people, about me supposed to be a, a a call to ministry at the age of sixteen. I had somebody tell me that at the age of thirteen. I didn't believe it, and then I, at sixteen, I accepted the calling. And I walked with so much confidence, and then boom! Over the last two years, I hit the I, I hit a bump, and I'm sitting there with a flat tire, not just been pumping the air, but the air been going back out, pumping the air, and the air been going back out. And then I finally realized, let me ask God. God is this for me? And now I'm seeing that God came. He flicks. He's fixing the flat, and he's telling me to pump the air again. And you see, it's going back up, and I really feel my confidence going back up. So it's okay to ask God for. Um, direction already in the middle of the direction that he gave you because you need that pumping of the air one more time sometimes yo (laughs) i'm trying not to run but this is good though this is good to me it's so true though it is so true so another question um that's going back to the school because you you say you're you know you're in school um what advice would you give a student or a future student when it comes to school? Whew. All right. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. And then sometimes don't follow your heart. <laughs> so, you know, that's really tough because I, 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 I had a scholarship to go play football, but my mother told me, no, you're not going there. And my heart was broken. And it goes back to that direction. I needed that negative. I needed that negativity. To I needed that no to lead me to why I was there, you know. So I wanted to follow my heart. She said no. So I, w- I went a different way. I came to Akron and I followed the. I followed. I followed the no into a yes of why I was here. So to to a, a, a student when you get on that college campus, man, have fun, live your life, but remember who you are because I forgot who I was and you're going to sin you know you you might experience some sinful nights you might experience some sinful days don't beat yourself up about it don't don't beat yourself up about it and another thing is procrastination is going to happen to the best of us I feel like I worked best last minute Two minutes on the clock. I feel like I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm at my best, you know. <laughs> but but it's those other um, it's those other forty six minutes in the game 
that you really need to go hard. Go hard early so you don't have to worry about catching up at the end. And really, um, it's an app that I forgot what it's called. Uh, Rate My Professor. That that you know, use that. Yeah, you <laughs> please. I encourage you every single semester to use that because it comes in handy. And another thing is, make sure you got an advisor that wants to see you succeed. Make sure you got an advisor that's telling you like this is the class you need to be taking or do this and that. But go deeper, you know, go deeper into the curriculum. Look at the classes that that follows with what you want to do. You know, I came to that point where. I'm just now realizing that Akron had these law classes under the religious uh, curriculum that I could have been taking better than what was under the criminal justice criminology uh, curriculum. So go deeper, you know, don't just settle. Don't basically don't settle for less. Do not settle for less. Go deeper before you make that decision and make sure like this is the right decision that you're going to make. But also remember, you're going to make mistakes. That's good to me. That's good to me, too. Here's a big, 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 big question. Um, and uh, it's honestly something that people don't like to talk about. Um, and it's about politics. So you don't have to go too far and deep with it. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't really like talking about politics as much myself. Um, but, you know, some people have certain feelings about it. So... What are your opinions about politics in our current generation? When it, when it comes to politics, you know, like I mentioned to you before we started, I really, like, hate it. It's not that, like, it's not just because, like, a lot of politics that we have, uh, let's say abortion, doesn't line up with what the Bible says. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It's just that, to me, politicians, they're not really there for us. When I say us, I'm not just talking about the black community. We, we know that. But when I when I say us, I mean minorities as a whole. They're basically they're not there for any not, not there for anybody that don't have money. You know, they only care about making their money and going home. They are trying to marginalize us and hold us down. You know, so when I think about politics, man, I hate it. You know. And you said something before, like you you want to run for president, and that that one of those things that's on my heart too. I want to run for president. Yo, be, be, yo, do it. I, that, that's that's on my heart too, and I wouldn't even run as a Republican. I wouldn't even run as a Democrat. I would run as an independent. You know, I will want to go down to history as the first independent president. There's some things that I believe on the Republican side that I can stand with, and there's some things that I believe on the Democrat side that I can stand with. But my whole thing is to show, uh, not just a, even a nation, to so to show the world that it's better to live at peace, loving each other, to, than to live every day at war. You know, it's better to lend a helping hand to the lowest of the lowest than to give it to the highest of the highest. Because what 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 is me benefiting you, giving you a hundred dollars if you're ahead hundred dollars? You know, it's better to give that hundred dollars to somebody else that actually needs it. You know, and we don't see that in politics. We don't see them really helping the homeless. We putting putting them in these homeless shelters. It, yes, that's that's good. That's getting them off the street. But are you helping them find jobs? Are you helping them, you know, find housing and stuff, giving them food stamps and stuff? Why is it so hard for people to get housing, for people to get government assistance like food stamps and health care and stuff? Why is all this stuff so hard? And then. 
it goes into the to, to the uh, judicial system. Man, private. I think about private prisons. That's going down to politics. You're bending finit. Uh, you're you're making money off of somebody being in jail. So you give people that have misdemeanors these felonies just so they can be in jail longer, just so you can make money off of them. Why are you know why are we like this? Why is the world so evil? Why do we live in a nation that says it's the land of the free and the, uh? Did I just say that wrong? Yeah. No, land of the free and the home of the brave. Yeah, land of the free, the home of the brave. But yet we're talking about building walls and keeping the immigrants out, and and they're they're coming and taking our jobs. But you literally said that this is the land of the free, and anybody's welcome. Why do we hate each other so much? You know. So for me, it would be definitely running independent and showing everybody. That your love, you know, that somebody cares for you. And this is going to be hard because we have politicians that's there for themselves. We have more politicians that's there for themselves than there are politicians that's there for actually the people that they're governing, you know. So they're outnumbered. But I think that if we just if we just continue to fight, we'll get to that place where we're actually living in a nation that is literally the land of the free, the home, and the brave. And then I think if we can get to that place where we can live in that type of nation, we'll influence the world. You know, we've taken, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just always going to go back to Christianity. I'm not trying to throw my, I promise you, I'm not trying to throw my Bible at nobody. faith-based yeah, podcast, I, bro. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not trying to throw my Bible at nobody, but we have taken Jesus out of everything. That's true. We have taken Jesus out of everything. You know, even if you're not saved, and you know just a little bit about Jesus, it will help you, you know. We've taken Jesus out of the schools, and now we, we, we see so much evil in the schools. We've taken Jesus out of politics, and now we see so much evil in politics. We've taken Jesus out of so much stuff that we can't see the light no more. And we don't understand that we're walking in darkness, but I guarantee you that light is coming, you know. That light is coming, and it's going to shine, and darkness cannot overtake that light that is coming. But we have to put the light back where it belongs. And people say, oh, don't put politics and, uh, and Jesus in the same six sentence. Listen, Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to Jesus, God what is God's. And giving to God what is God is, is actually giving yourself up to him. So when I think about politics and I think about God, he says, serve the least. He says, serve others. He says, give to the poor. And politics is not doing that. So you're telling me to not put Jesus into politics, but politicians need Jesus because they need to know that it's not about them, but it's about a whole. I don't know where that just came from. You just preached, bro. I don't know where that just came You just preached. <laughs> no, but, the, but you know, absolutely right, though, because the Bible talks about that the government will be upon his shoulders. So it's, if we're not putting the government upon his shoulders, and you know, shoulders represent strength. So if we are not putting the government upon his shoulders or upon him, then there's no strength in government. You know, there will no, be no strength in schools. There will be no strength in healthcare. There will be no strength in um, the different things that we need. You know, you know, done private housing or loans and schools. Nothing. There won't be strength in those things if we're not putting the government upon him. So definitely understand where you're coming from. So as we're coming to a close, I'm not going to ask you any more questions other than this. <laughs> uh, give me one more thing 
that you, it's not a question, but give me one more statement, one more thing that you would leave or you want to leave as far as a lasting impression when it comes to uh, the people or the listeners. Like, what do you want them to hear? What has helped you thus far to bring you where you are? If, if you're, when you're listening to this, uh, I just want to speak Isaiah 41 verse 10 on real life, you know, let me actually go to it so I don't get it wrong. And I just, I just, I, I've been pondering on this the last couple of days, but let me go to this because I, I want you to hear, I want you to hear something. And I believe that somebody has been asking God for help. And let me just say the answer is in the word. Whatever you need, the answer is in the word. And Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. And watch this. The answer that you need is right here. He says, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Right hand. He gives five promises in one verse. You know. So to that person that feels like they're not worth it, to that person that feels like they're not going to make it, to that person who feels like life is just hard right now and I want to give up, I encourage you to hear my voice. And I want you to know that you are here for a purpose. You're alive because there's so much more. I was able to, 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 to say that. Well, no, I wasn't able to say it to myself. God was God was speaking that over my life in the middle of a darkness when I really wanted to end my life. So to that person that just wants to give up, that person that just wants to throw in the towel, that feels like they're not enough, that feels like it's over, it's not over until God says it's over. If you woke up today... Let me say that again. If you woke up today, if you woke up today, there is more to do. There is still a purpose over your life. There is still something that has to be done. God is not done with you. Let me let me tell you right now, if you are listening to this and if you got to the 37 minute mark, you are here for a reason because God wants you to know one thing and one thing only. I got you. Yes, I will help you. If you did not hear nothing else on this podcast, but if you got to the 37-minute mark, God is telling you today, yes, I will help you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be dismayed. I know it was hard, but I am here to give you directions because I am the God of direction. I am the God that is in the valley. I am the God that is at the end of the road. I am at the God that was at the start. And I am the God in the middle. I hold it all together. If you are listening, know that there is more in store for you. He will restore you to the place that he wants you to be. Hallelujah. I just feel that so strongly for somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I just feel that so strong for somebody. I declare Isaiah 41 verse 10 over your life, that there is more in store for you, that God will help you, that God will uphold you, that he will be your God, that he will be your peace, that he will be your joy, that he will be with you through it all. He will strengthen you. God is giving you strength right now in your body. God is giving you strength right now in your mind. God is giving you strength right now in your soul. God is giving you strength right now while you're in school. God is giving you strength right now while you're on that job. God is giving you strength right now in that relationship and in that marriage. God is giving you strength right now in your business. God is giving you strength right now to have that relationship with yourself. God is giving strength to that relationship between you and him. He says, yes, I will help you. Revelations verse 3 verse 20 says, Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knocked and if 
anyone hears my knock and allow me to come in, I will be with them and they will be with me. He says, just open the door because I have something for you. God has a gift for us, a gift that is greater than this world. He says, I give you peace. Not as this world gives do I get peace, but peace I leave with you like no other. And this peace that Jesus gives us well, is a peace that will keep us comfort and keep us um, keep us at peace in the middle of a storm. Jesus says, this peace that I'm give, giving to you when you're in darkness, you can just look up to the hills and you can know that I am the God that will make a way. God says, I am giving you peace. And he says, yes, I will help you. I need you to declare that with me. God will help me. God will get me through it. God will bring me over. God is a God that has not filled me yet. I know I'm only 21 years old, but I have never seen the righteous forsake me. And I believe in the next 21 years, when I turn 42 years old, I can say that again. I have never seen the righteous forsake me. So brother, so sister, so mother, so pastor, so leader, so lawyer, doctor, hairstylist, nail stylist, whatever you are, wherever you're at, whatever season you are in right now, know that God says, grab hold of my hand. I will help you. Let me lead you. Let me direct your paths because I know, God says, I know. If God knows, that means it is good for me. God says, I know the plans that I have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Thank you, God, that everything that is happening to me is not to harm me, but it is to prosper me. He says, I have plans to give you hope in a future. Thank you, God, that these plans, even though it doesn't feel like it's giving me hope, it's giving me hope on the inside that I can trust in you. And thank you, God, that the plans, oh, I feel your spirit, Lord Jesus. Let me stop. Thank you, God, that the plans that you have for us is to give us a future, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I pray that your soul will be united with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch our hearts right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I just feel like there's some there's somebody. I don't even want to say the name, but there's somebody that just needs to know that God is with you. Yes, I will help you. I declare Isaiah 41 verse 10 of your life. Be encouraged because help is on the way. Help is on the way. Y'all don't even know how to come after that. <laughs> Jesus, only if y'all were in the room just feeling the, the power of the Lord, just yeah. the tangible presence of the Lord just right then. And there's there's nothing else to say. Um, it is so in Jesus' name. I pray that this podcast blessed you. I pray that you continue to listen, share it with a friend, share it with other friends. Um, follow Tay. He, like I said, this is an amazing, amazing brother, special brother. Follow him, follow him, follow him, follow him. God bless y'all. And see you. Ne- we'll not see you next time, but we'll catch you next time.